Hey guys, welcome back to Off Topic with Mira Steino. First of all, I want to start out by saying y'all are absolutely incredible. The amount of support I got after my first episode was crazy. I loved reading all of y'all's DMs and messages that you've sent me. And I just want to thank y'all for showing me, showing me so much support. Y'all are all absolutely incredible. And I'm so blessed to have such like amazing people on the internet that follow me and like my content. And yeah, today is a Thursday. This has been kind of a crazy week. I've had a lot of emotions. I've been really sad and really happy, but today was a really, really good day. I recently connected with a friend from elementary school and we hung out today and we went to the river, which is something that I've never done before. I've gone to the lake a bunch. I live about five minutes away from the lake, but the river is like something completely different. And she lives about an hour and a half away from me. So I drove out to see her. We went to the river and basically where we went, you can rent tubes and like float along the river. But we didn't do that this time. I definitely want to do that soon. But we just kind of went there and we swam and we tanned. We had a lot of fun. And then afterwards, we went to Tropical Smoothie Cafe and I had never been there. And I got a delicious smoothie. It had like mangoes and strawberries and pineapple in it. It was really good. And then I drove an hour and a half home. And I actually like driving. I put in some great podcasts and it makes you feel like a lot less lonely in the car when you have like music or a podcast or, you know, something to listen to. And then I got home. I took off my wet bikini and I admired my tan lines. There, I didn't get super tan, but I did get a little bit tan, and I'm a little sun-kissed, which is fabulous. And then I put on a comfy tank top, and I went to grab my new Aritzia shorts out of the dryer. They're the comfiest things in the entire world. They're like lounge shorts. And I grab them out of the dryer, and I take a look at them, and I'm like, they look different. Like, something's kind of off. And I... I decided to like check the tag because I'm like, oh my goodness, maybe you're not supposed to dry them. And of course, in big black bold letters, it says do not dry in all caps. And then it's like hand wash in cold water. And now the shorts are shrunk, extremely shrunk. And I'm really sad because I loved how they looked. I loved the length. I liked the way they fit me. I have a really hard time finding clothes that I like the way they fit me. And now I'm really, really sad about it because the shorts were really expensive, but that's okay. I'm still wearing them. So y'all can imagine I'm in this little gray tank top and my super comfy lounge shorts. I'm sitting on my bed and right now it's about seven o'clock for me. And at this time, the way my bedroom is, the sun just like comes in really nicely. So I have my blinds open and the sun is just coming onto my bed and I'm in this little pillow blanket animal stuffed animal fort. I talked a little bit about this last time because I know that it's good to have soft things when you're recording audio. So I have all these soft things around me and it's just, I'm, I'm very comfy right now. So as you're listening, you can imagine me sitting in my bed, very comfy and kind of wet. My hair is wet right now. Anyway, today's episode, I want to talk about perfectionism. Because I feel like it's something not really talked about a lot. It's very glamorized on social media, especially on TikTok. And there are a couple other mental illnesses that are glamorized as well that I watch these videos and I'm like, (laughs) that is not what it's like. But I want to talk about perfectionism. I want to share the good-ish things about them. But I also want to share there's very bad things to perfectionism. And I want to share those. And I want to share a couple tips about like that I've learned that kind of helped me with perfectionism. I do want to say that my perfectionism is really, really, really extreme. And like all things, it started out really mild, but now it's gotten to this point where I don't even think it's perfectionism anymore. I'm not really sure what it is, but I have, I'm making this episode mainly because I see a lot of people online and I feel like I can't really relate to them because I feel like it's either they're talking about OCD or they're talking about 
perfectionism that like is mild but I feel like there's not a ton of talk about this like extreme perfectionism that isn't OCD but is like something bigger than perfectionism so that's what I want to talk about today I do want to give like just a little warning that it's gonna get deep and if that stuff bothers you you may not want to listen to this but if you do struggle with perfectionism or OCD or stuff like that I definitely want to encourage you to listen to it because I may have some things that can help you or you can relate to and I just kind of I want to be there for anyone that's struggling and kind of share my experience and the things that I've learned and yeah let's just dive right in. So I know I said that I want to talk about like some of the positive sides to perfectionism but now that I'm like sitting down and thinking about it there aren't really any positive sides The only way you really end up happy in the end is if you're perfect, which literally never happens. Perfectionism is a really good motivator, but it's a negative motivator, and you just basically end up miserable all the time. So scratch what I said. Never mind. Everything about perfectionism, in my experience, is horrible. And yeah, I do want to say that the advice that I'm going to give is tips and tricks that like I use, and they're not like professional they're just kind of like things that have helped me and they may not help everyone sometimes they don't even help me my perfectionism is at the worst it's ever been in my life right now so they're definitely not magical but I'm hoping that maybe they can help someone out there that's struggling because there was definitely a time in my life where I had no tools at all and I was really struggling, and even though I'm probably struggling more now than I was then, at least I have tools that 50% of the time they work to help me a little bit. So first, I do want to start off by kind of giving like a backstory of how this all started and where this is now, and kind of like how my personality and childhood and upbringing kind of like contributed to all of this. So growing up as a child, I was always really hard on myself and I had really high expectations for things. I have a super active imagination and so I always like picture how things are going to go in my brain and when they don't go that way, I'm always a little bit disappointed and so that's kind of just how I've always been in my life. And as a child, my parents, they had really high expectations of me in all aspects of my life, and they definitely still do. And they held me to a very high standard that sometimes felt impossible, but I feel like it just, it definitely helped me in life. Like it made me uh, very hardworking, and I have a really big drive because of that. But I think it was just in the combination with how I was treated as a gymnast that kind of where things got twisted in my head and were kind of like redirected in this like negative way. And so as a gymnast, you know, you're, at least in my experience, my coaching experience is the coaches always talk towards like down us in very derogatory ways. And so if you don't know anything about gymnastics, basically you're always chasing a perfect number, which is a perfect 10. And in JO, like level gymnastics, it's extremely rare that that will ever happen. It, I don't, I don't even know if I've ever been to a competition where someone has gotten a perfect 10. And I did gymnastics for 14 years and I competed for 14 years. And I don't think, I don't think it ever happened. Like, well, I was, I don't think it ever happened. I really don't. I mean, it could have, but mm, I don't know. Anyway, off topic. Um, it's very hard to get a perfect 10, and you're always training to get that perfect 10. And you do, you go out there and you do your routine, and at least in gymnastics, like the judges look at you very like, they don't like really smile at you. They just kind of stare at you, and you know they're judging you, and Within a couple seconds, they have a very harsh opinion of you. Of course, it's all number-based, and I really struggle. I have a really bad relationship with numbers, but it's really difficult to kind of, like, see those scores every time. It's like you tried so hard, and you know that you're never perfect or good enough. And I, I remember one time I was 
kind of just getting into gymnastics. I was probably around eight. And although, like, I had a lot of confidence as a kid, I definitely had, like, issues with my self-esteem, but I was also pretty confident, like, at the same time. And I remember I did a routine one day at practice, and my coach looked at me. She's like, did you think that was good? And I nodded my head. I was like, yes, I was eight. And she asked me again, she's like, did you think that was good? And I was like, yeah. And then she looked at me with like this just like very blank, like cold expression. And she was like, no, that was horrible. And so kind of being told every day after day for years and years and years that I was horrible and was never going to be good enough definitely took a toll on me mentally. And gymnastics was also a very physical sport. I really struggled with gaining muscle. And so a lot of times I, some skills were just physically impossible for me to do. And I don't think that my coaches really understood that. Like, even no matter how hard I tried, like I just physically couldn't do things that they expected and wanted me to do. And so this has led to me having a really bad relationship with my body. And I kind of now, I feel like my body is kind of like a prison for me. And I mean that like, I feel like I have so much to offer on the inside. And I feel like, at least when I look at myself, all I see is like, like the imperfections in me physically. And I feel that everyone looks at me that way too, even though I, I kind of know that they don't, it's just kind of like, they do at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, I think that my brain just assumes everyone thinks how I think, even though I'm pretty sure that they don't. And so it's like, if I have an assumption of myself, I just assume everyone else thinks that too, if that makes sense. But as a child, I was hard on myself and I put a lot of pressure on myself to live up to the expectations of my coaches and my parents and as I grew up I was always like a side note that will be important later that I just remembered I was always a super messy child and like not organized at all and just keep that in mind that'll come into play kind of as we get along with the story but I remember growing up I definitely didn't have perfectionism and I was hard on myself but that was about it and it probably wasn't till about sixth grade I started to develop I don't even know if it was really perfectionism I think it was like perfectionism just in like gymnastics and I definitely I definitely had perfectionism in school also because I remember I got straight A's in first grade and then my parents expected that from me all the time nonstop. And I wasn't, I'm not a very smart person, but I work really hard in school. And so sometimes that was a struggle, but I was able to maintain my grades. I had straight A's basically my entire life. So yeah, I don't really know where that was going sometimes like I have a thought and it just like kind of like trails off like I don't know like I have I feel like I have such a strong thought in my brain and then by the time I'm like finished with the thought there was like no point of even saying it okay anyway around sixth grade is when everything I think really started to become an issue I would have lots of panic attacks at practice when I would do bad And it was with very specific things. Like if I fell on a certain skill, I would cry. But it wasn't just like I was like crying or like upset. Like I was like having like a full on panic attack. I was like hyperventilating and like freaking out over like the littlest things. And so I was always like a really easygoing child. And I I don't know if it's like necessarily easygoing, but... I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't care for like control, but in sixth grade is when I started to kind of care for that. 
and that has slowly gotten worse and worse and worse. Like, I've become a lot more controlling of myself and the people around me, and it's, like, I don't mean to be that way. I don't want to control the people around me, but it's just, like, if something isn't done my way, it's, like, it causes me to freak out so much that I'm just, like, I might as well control the people around me so that I'm not freaking out, if that makes any sense. So, sixth grade, I kind of start having these panic attacks, and my perfectionism was solely just in the gym and in school. It wasn't in really any other areas of my life, and it, I remember it started, I, it was started to affect my life in the only other place was my handwriting, which has to do with school, but I just was obsessed with having this like perfect handwriting that I basically could never achieve and I would watch all these videos on YouTube to try to get my handwriting perfect and my handwriting wasn't even that bad but I just have always wanted it to look better than it does and so now it's gotten to the point where like I can't even write anything down because I will erase it 10 or 15 or 20 times until it looks perfect to me and everybody's definition of perfect is different and so it's like what my brain is like okay like that's a good enough maybe completely different to what someone else's brain is like okay you know that's good enough but basically now when I write something down I have to do it until it's like good enough so eighth grade seventh sixth grade I start having these panic attacks seventh grade I start having these issues with my handwriting, but everything is solely just kind of in gym and school. And in eighth grade is when I started to get really bad anxiety outside of gym and school. But it was always about gym and school, but like it like carried outside of like the times that I was actually in practices, if that makes sense. And no... Actually, scratch that. (laughs) Never mind. I would have issues starting around sixth grade. I actually had issues around like even outside of the times of like being in gym and being in school. I was still very stressed out about school and gym. It just I wasn't really stressed out about anything else, if that makes sense. And I remember I would all through middle school I would cry a lot about gymnastics I just never felt good enough and I was doing well like I sixth grade was probably I think my best year of sixth or seventh grade was probably my best year of gymnastics I was doing super well but I was always crying I won like state and I was like I'm still not good enough and so eighth grade is the first time that I had like major panic attacks outside of like being in school or gym and I remember they would be at night and at this time I was living in an apartment with two other girls that were going to the gym that I was going to and none of us were like it wasn't in any of our home cities so we were driving about two hours we would stay in an apartment for like that week and then we would go home on the weekend we would drive up Monday and drive back home Friday and uh, like a parent would alternate if that makes like watching us like for example like if my mom drove us there Monday she would stay Monday night and then leave Tuesday, and then, like, my friend's mom would drive up on another day and stay with us a different night, if that makes sense, and so I wasn't, like, home all the time, and I didn't have my mom around, and so I was really homesick, and I remember at night, I'd panic because we sometimes knew what our assignments would be the next day, and at the gym I was going to, like, you couldn't leave without finishing your assignment, and our assignments were always really 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 difficult and you had a punishment if you didn't do that assignment and you knew the punishment and so I panic about having these assignments at gym and I would freak out and then I wouldn't be able to sleep and then I would panic more because I was like I knew I needed to sleep to be able to do the assignments so it was kind of like this endless circle and I remember like that was the first time I really really something had like affected me And I remember talking to, like, my parents about it. And 
I don't really know exactly like if they believed me or not, but that I just remember that time in my life was really, really difficult for me. And I remember we ended up after a year, all three of the girls, me included, we were all done with like living there. We all didn't want to go to that gym anymore. It was all a really horrible experience for us. So we all decided to go back home and go to a different gym. And after that, I would say my gym life got better and I started freshman year and my school life got a little bit harder. And so my perfectionism kind of transferred itself from being more focused to gym to being more focused to school, if that makes sense. But, and I remember I started to get freshman year, I started to get more organized outside of like, excuse me, not outside of, what am I talking about? Anyway, sometimes words just come out of my brain, and, like, I don't even know how, like, they have no context to the story, and just random words. Anyway, I started to get more organized, I started to clean more, and I started to like things my way, if that makes sense, and I think part of that was, like, just maturing and growing up, but I also think that that was part of, like, the start of, I I don't even know if I would say start, because I always wanted to be perfect, but like, I don't even know how to say it. I just know that freshman year, things started to change for me, and I started to to be more cleaner and definitely more controlling. Again, I think that's maturity, but I also think that was my perfectionism for reforming in another way. I don't even know how to say it. I don't know how to say what I mean, but like my perfectionism was always there, but it was just growing and morphing and becoming more of me. If that makes, hopefully that made sense. I think that's what I wanted to say. I don't know. Anyway, I, this is when I really started to have a bad relationship with my appearance and it started with my hair and I had, I have naturally curly hair and I started to straighten it freshman year and it wasn't, I liked it straight every day, but I would leave it curly if I had to, if I was running late, it wasn't the end of the world, but that eventually became, it's a huge part of me now. Now I don't leave the house unless my hair is straight and my hair has to be perfectly straight now. It's not just like, it has to, you know, be straight. It has to be like bored straight, like incredibly basically straighter than like hair is just like in the natural straighter than someone with naturally straight hair is if did that make sense okay now when I leave the house my hair has to be straighter than someone's hair someone with naturally straight hair is I don't know hopefully that was I'm really struggling with my words today I hope that made sense, but it started out small, and that's kind of like, it wasn't a huge deal, and relatively, everything stayed in just kind of those areas. It was just school and gym, and then it was like my hair and my handwriting, which I talked about, I think. Yeah, I talked about my handwriting, and it was just there, and then I started to be cleaner and more organized, which was different for me, and then I started to kind of control myself but also the other people around me but like I said it wasn't anything major and part of that I think was just maturing but really everything changed when quarantine happened and I stopped doing gymnastics and although it wasn't immediate changes for me it was I think things more happened after quarantine when things start opening up again but during quarantine I became a lot more controlling of myself and the people around me and I became kind of like this person that was like it's my way or the highway and not in like an attitude way I don't know quite how to describe it but not in like a sassy attitude way but in a way like I just would panic if it wasn't 
done how I liked it or kind of like I would say like if my brain had like a picture of how I wanted um how would I exactly describe this I'm really struggling to describe things today and like make thoughts anyway if let's say I was doing the dishes and as I'm doing the dishes you know I'm placing certain plates in certain areas and if my mom was to come over and grab a plate and put it in a random area of the dishwasher I would freak out because that just didn't seem correct to me and so I started to have thoughts like this but I remember it everything became this like extreme crazy out of proportion perfectionism and it was like one day to the next and I even I remember the day it was 2021 or no it was 2020 December 31st my 17th birthday and I even remember I had started to wear my hair curly for a little bit and so I remember taking photos on my birthday and I remember looking back at these photos and just sobbing. And I hated myself. I had gained a little bit of weight. And I was like, I'm a monster. I'm disgusting. And I I was like, I need to fix myself. Like, I need to fix everything right now. And I remember after that moment, it was kind of the first time that I really looked in the mirror and like examined myself, if that makes sense. And now it's a really sad thing because I do that almost on a daily basis. But I remember just standing in front of the mirror after looking at these pictures and looking at what I looked like and just sobbing. And I was disgusted with myself. I thought I was a monster. And I was like, okay, I'm not like, this is not going to happen. I'm going to fix it. And I think my issue kind of with my personality is I like to fix things like immediately whenever there's a problem and so I was like okay I'm fixing it tomorrow so that's honestly exactly what I did I remember I went on a diet I started exercising more um and it was like ever since that day I just have become obsessed with making my life perfect in the past year and a half over a year and a half has kind of been a little bit hellish in how perfect I have to be to like survive um if that makes sense and now I'm super controlling of myself and I try I really try hard not to control the people around me but if I feel like you're invading like my bubble of like comfort uh, like I have a little bit of wiggle room but if you're invading that wiggle room I think it's just like I don't even like have time to think it's just like I react if that makes sense I think it's like a defense mechanism of my perfectionism but now it's like when I'm doing the dishes like cleaning and organizing take a really long time for me now because I have to make sure everything is perfect and it's really weird because I feel like my perfectionism is like as long as certain things are perfect like for example if I'm doing the dishes we have this like little caddy for like spoons and forks and stuff like that all the spoons and all the forks have to be perfectly lined up in a certain way and the straws that are sitting right next to this caddy are all like disheveled But as long as the spoons and the forks and the knives are all laid out exactly how I like them in like all stacked together and the spoons are facing a certain way and the forks are facing a certain way and the knives are facing a certain way, I'm fine. And like in my room, it's like if my bed is made a certain way, perfect. There can be a mountain of clothes next to my bed, but my bed has to be made a certain way, if that kind of makes sense. And it's like if my mom came in my room and made my bed and it wasn't how I how my brain sees perfectness if that makes sense um I freak out and like I'll go like like it's not like I'm like going and screaming at my mother but like maybe I would go yell at her because like at that moment it's just like a defense mechanism and with all of this my idea of like beauty has really changed which I hate to even say this but it's like I feel like I nitpick myself so much 
physically because it I think the issue with physical beauty is I feel like I can control it so I do I do everything I can to control my physical appearance hence straightening my hair my body image I have a really 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 bad relationship with how I look physically and I I spend a lot of time fix attempting to fix it um I just I wish and I I am really judgmental of myself and I kind of feel that everyone is that way with me even though they're probably not but I just kind of find myself disgusting a lot because it's like if I'm not perfect I'm nothing and so that's kind of where my perfectionism I feel like is way out of proportion because it's like I'm all or nothing and because I know I'm not all like all is unachievable if that makes sense like this perfect idea that I have of myself is just unachievable and perfection just naturally it is unachievable and so I am nothing and I feel like when my brain gets in these perfectionism like modes and I'm gonna sound insane when I say this and I know I am but if you guys have ever seen the movie Inside Out the girl in the movie it's like about all of her emotions and she has like her emotions are little characters you know she has joy and sadness and stuff like that and I feel like if I was to picture my brain you know that's how it's like but in the corner there's like this other emotion that's like bigger than all the other emotions and when it's like time for my perfectionism to kick in it's like that perfectionism like monster basically will come over and just like take control of all the other emotions and so it's like I feel like sometimes I have no sense of like reason or I have feelings but I don't even know how to describe it I feel like everything is just way out of proportion and not proportional and just whenever my perfectionism kicks in it's just like it doesn't matter anymore what it like the world could be exploding around me but it's like the fork has to be placed a certain way and I don't even yeah but I feel like that's the best way I can describe it as kind of like a monster in my head and this monster in my head is very like, okay, I'm not saying that like I hear voices or anything because I feel like when I say this, I'm about to sound really crazy, but it's like, I, it's like I punish myself. And I think that's because in gymnastics, I was so used to being punished all the time, 24 seven when I wasn't perfect. And so it's like, now that I'm not being punished, I'm so scared that I'm not going to be perfect which I'm never perfect and then in turn my brain feels the need to punish myself so it's like my brain is always telling myself very derogatory things I'm always yelling at myself and it's like even though some of me knows it's not true so much of me believes it's true if that makes any sense I'm trying to make sense of this so Basically, where I am now is that my life revolves around being perfect. Um, I feel like a monster all the time. I have, I hate myself. I hate my personality. I hate the way I look. And sometimes it's physical, like weight, like it has to do with like weight. But some of it's like, I don't like the bone structure of my face. Like that's not something I can change. But I can change my weight and I can change my hair color and I can change the way my eyebrows look and I can put makeup on. And so it's like those things that I can control are just like all I think about all day, if that makes sense. So that's kind of where I am now. I live in a kind of constant, I would, I just say I can never truly feel happy because I'm always dissecting myself and something can always be better. That's what I would say now. And my daily routine revolves around doing whatever I can to make myself this impossible perfect image that I know I will never be. And it's difficult. And so now that you kind of know what goes on in my head and what it's like for me, I'm going to share some of my tips and tricks that have helped me and like I said these help me about 50% of the time 
and they're things that I've come up come up with. A couple of them are professional help tips, but like some of them I just came up with that helped me. So take everything with a grain that I say with like a grain of salt and hopefully it can help you. Before I share my words of wisdom, I do want to say if you can relate to a lot of this podcast or you feel like you're struggling a lot, I recommend please get professional help. I'm not a professional. My tips are not going to save you. My tips don't even save myself. And I don't know why there's such a stigma around therapy, but it's like if you broke your leg you wouldn't just like wait and be like, oh, like it'll go away. (laughs) Like I'm not going to go to the doctor. Like, you know, it's fine. And like with mental health issues, I feel like a lot of times you just kind of sit there, not you in general, but just like people, you just kind of, we just sit there and we're like, oh, (laughs) my depression will go away. My anxiety will go away, you know, and it doesn't a lot of the time. Sometimes it does, but it doesn't. And I feel like why wait to become happier? Why wait to become the best version of yourself? Like, if you have a broken leg and you you just lay there in bed waiting for it to, like, get better, it's not going to. You know, you need to go to the doctor, you need to get a cast or whatever, or maybe you have to get surgery. It really depends on how bad it is. And that's the same with your mental health. And, like, as soon as you get that, like, leg fixed, like, your life will improve a lot. And so it's like, why wait? Why put off a improvement to your life? And so the first tip I'm going to share with y'all was given to me by a professional. And this is doing things that bother my perfectionism. And basically what I mean by that is I will purposely do things that make my brain mad at me. Let me give you some examples. Let's pretend there's a bunch of markers in a bin. And one of the markers is turned the wrong way or like isn't facing the way all the other markers are facing. And I will look at it and I'll walk away. And doing this is extremely difficult. And the entire time I'm walking away, my brain is like, fix the marker, fix the marker. Oh my goodness, the marker, the marker, the marker, the marker, the marker. The world is going to end if you don't go fix that marker. And occasionally, I can walk away and distract myself and not think about the marker again until I see it. But sometimes it's like in 20 minutes, it's driving me so crazy that I have to go back and fix it. But it's just that initial walking away or that like initial action that you do that is like a step in the right direction. And like I said, I really struggle with making my handwriting perfect. And so what I've been doing is like I'll purposely write one letter of a like in a word, not perfect. And although it's very difficult not to erase, I'm like, okay, it really is not, it's not the end of the world. I'm writing a grocery list on a piece of paper that no one is ever going to see. Is it really, really that important if the letter G is a little bit off? No, it's not. Or I will, you know, fold one of my items of clothing, like, you know, in your drawers and stuff like that, will be folded folded slightly differently than the other ones. And so it's just like doing those things and walking away really helps me realize that it's like if I let go of this control eventually... Because right now, it's like, at least for me, I feel very comfortable in the state of control that I have. I kind of feel like I'm like playing a video game, if that makes sense. Like I have the control panel panel to my life, even though I don't and I know I don't. At the same time, I feel like I do, which is, it's a really weird concept and like idea for I feel like someone that doesn't struggle with this to get their head around. But I kind of feel like I can control everything in my life. And so a lot of people, you know, the saying like go with the flow, just like if you're in the ocean, you know, go with the waves, all that stuff. It's like I can control the flow. And so it's like 
letting go of the that idea that I can't control the flow or like if I don't control the flow, it's really not that bad because in my brain, I feel like if I start letting that one marker sit there, it eventually will lead to me being a mess. Uh, like my house will become a mess. Um, I'll stop t- like I will stop trying hard in school. My grades will fall. I'll become like like I won't like my grades will be horrible I will my physical appearance will go down I'll gain a ton of weight and start eating a ton of junk food and stop working out and just become like a a failure in life and like if that makes sense I don't know if that really makes sense but for me it's like that one marker is like feels like it's going to lead to like the end of me and so it's like walking away from those tiny things and realizing that it's not the end of me and I carried on with the rest of my life and I didn't go to McDonald's and I've I've actually never been to McDonald's before but like proving that to myself has been really helpful that like when I'm able to accept the fact that I don't need control nothing bad is gonna happen if that makes sense. And the second tip that I've really been using, this is also by a professional, is I've been trying to learn self-compassion. And I have zero self-compassion for myself. And self-compassion is very different than self-love. I think loving yourself is super important, but I feel like there's a really fine line when loving yourself and like being like, it can be a little too much. I feel like you've got to be careful when you love yourself. No, I'm not saying don't love yourself. Don't get the wrong idea. But I feel like at a point, you can love yourself too much, if that makes sense. And so self-compassion is very different than self-love. And I have no compassion for myself. And what I mean by that is it recently, like, it's like if you know how sometimes like you're when you get like grades in school it's like if you get a 99 it's hard to be happy with that because it's like you were so close to 100 and so that's kind of like how I am in my life all the time it's like no matter how close I get to perfect I'm never happy and it's like I blame everything on myself things that aren't even my fault I blame it on myself because if I blame it on myself, I can fix it, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. But, like, let me try to think of an example of this. Like, hmm. If, this is actually hard to come up with an example of, but it's like, hmm. If, here we, if, uh, okay, I think I thought of something. If my family has reservations to a restaurant, let's say at 7.30, and we run late and our reservations, like, they get canceled and we don't get to eat at this restaurant that we all really wanted to. Let's say I was one of the people running late in my family. Let's say three people were running late and I was one of those. I will tell myself in my brain or, like, subconsciously my brain just comes up with the idea that... I was running the latest and it was my fault that we missed these reservations. Therefore, I am never going to run late again. And so it's like I am constantly teaching myself lessons and punishing myself. And I can never just say, okay, like, you know, we all got ready too slowly. I can't do that because if I do that, then I will give myself an excuse to, you know, in my head, it's like, I'll give myself an excuse to be lazy, and then the world will come to an end as I know it, and I'll be homeless. So it's like, hopefully you're kind of getting a gist of how I think now. So what I've been taught, and it's been helping me with self-compassion, is I will, I, basically what you want to do is feel compassion for something else. And so I chose my dog because you can choose a hum- a person, but I, for me, it was easier for me to do my dog. And so basically you come up with like a scenario and then you're going to give 
like in your brain and then you give that person or thing that you chose advice that you wish you could tell yourself. So let me give you an example because this is kind of confusing. So this is kind of like a practice visual visualization visual, visual visual oh my goodness I can't say the word visualization exercise that kind of just how ha- it doesn't like you do it in your brain. So basically I imagine my dog comes to me with a problem. Let's say that problem is my dog was to come to me and say, hey Mia, like I just, I can't get this one piece of my hair straight today. And like, I can't leave the house like this. Like people are going to look at me and they're going to think like, I'm disgusting if I leave the house like this. And so in my head, I would give my dog the advice that I wish I could, like, I would show my dog the compassion I wish I could show myself. So like in that situation, if that was happening to me, I would panic. But what I would wish I could do to what I tell my dog, I feel like this is getting a little confusing. Just stay with me here. So in this visualization, I'm telling my dog, you know, okay, that one piece isn't straightening. Well, maybe you can wear your hair up or you could try a new hairstyle or you can do like an old hairstyle that you really like. Or like, what if like you really like wearing your hair like in a claw clip? Like what if you do like a claw clip, you know? And you're like, guess what? Like, you're just going to the grocery store. Like, everyone there is just there to buy groceries. Like, they're not really going to be looking at your hair. But I know this is a big deal to you. So, you know, why don't you wear it up? So that's like the advice I would give to my dog in that situation. And that's the advice I wish I could give myself if that makes sense if that makes sense. But if when I'm in a situation like that, I like freak out and panic and I tell myself I'm like a horrible person because I can't straighten my hair. And learning to be compassionate in that way, it's helpful. I haven't really been able to use it towards like my life yet, but I'm really hoping that I'll be able to learn how to show myself compassion and show myself that control isn't the end of the world and I don't need the control especially over myself physically I really really struggle with physical like control over my physical appearance because it's all me you know what I mean like I feel like that is one thing that you can super uber duper control because it's literally you if that makes sense and I talked about this before but my body feels like a prison like I know there's more to me But, like, when I look at myself, all I see is, like, a monster, kind of. Or I wouldn't even say a monster, but, like, something that I don't like and something that I can fix. And so it's, like, I'm, like, okay, I'm, like, clay. Like, I can just mold myself into what I wish I looked like. And so I kind of have this idea that everyone sees me as, like, gross because I see myself as gross and... Yeah, okay. Hopefully, I'm making sense. This is, it's difficult to kind of describe this and put into words what goes on in my brain because I, it's, it's so confusing and doesn't make any sense, especially when you say it out loud, if that makes sense. But it's, it's what happens. And the, Like, that is, those are two things that I've been really doing that have been helping me. And those are, like, my little tidbits of advice. I would say for, like, anxiety, which I get a lot as well, it comes hand-in-hand with the perfectionism, is I, distracting yourself, kind of, like, getting away from that situation can be helpful but very difficult. And I recommend kind of like getting like a hobby that has to do with like your personality if that makes sense or like something different like something that's really unique to you and your soul and something that makes you happy because that really helps me calm my anxiety like for example hmm 
can't I can't even think of a hobby right now. But if let's say I was to take like I was really anxious or like I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, yikes, like I look really, really bad today. And I start thinking of all of these things that I need to do and to fix how I look. And then I start panicking because in one day you can't lose 500 pounds. And so I would, I distract myself by maybe I go on my phone and edit a TikTok video of mine, or I really like editing photos or like going through my camera roll and doing stuff like that or um what's like another hobby that I like I'm trying to think of something that doesn't have to do with my phone I love baking so maybe like I bake something you know things like that just kind of like distract yourself so I think those are like my tips I definitely want to do a follow-up episode like this when maybe I have my perfectionism more under control or you know maybe I have a at least like I know what is fully going on because I feel like it's more than perfectionism. And so I want to do an updated episode of this podcast when I have things slightly more figured out. And I did say at the beginning of when I started this podcast, I promised myself that I was going to talk about things that I don't have figured out because that I feel like that number one can help other people. And number two, it's not done a lot. Like when I need help, I like... I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot easier to go back on a situation and be like, I could have done this better. But I feel like getting advice from people that are currently struggling is really, really helpful. And so I want to do that for you guys. So hopefully I did. I hope you guys like this podcast episode. I am so happy to be filming off topic. I mean, recording. It's I always say filming, but I'm actually just recording. And next week's episode, I will be recording it in Florida because I'm going on vacation. I am so excited. This is my first vacation in 10 years where I don't have to compete. So hopefully I won't have panic attacks while on vacation while on vacation. I'm sure I will though because again I'll be out of my element and out of my control. But that we're going to try not to. We're going to try to have a good vacation. I'm so excited to go to the beach. I want to go to like surf shops and I'm I'm just so, so, so excited. So next week I'll be recording this in Florida, which I cannot wait for. But I hope you guys have a fantastic Monday and a great rest of your week. And make sure to just do things that make you feel good about yourself. Do things for yourself. Do a face mask. You know, take yourself out to lunch. I I really enjoy like solo dates with myself mainly maybe that's because I'm an only child but I hope you have a fantastic and I have no one that ever wants to hang out with me so (laughs) solo dates for me are so much fun especially because I can just truly be myself anyway I need to wrap this up I hope you I've been recording for a really long time anyway okay I'm we're wrapping it up have a great Monday and I'll see y'all next week or you'll hear me next time I Goodbye.